0: All right, so we're going to open with prayer while you guys get to James chapter 2. It gives a chance for the folks on the tape to get their Bibles open too. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you again tonight for another opportunity to bring your word, Lord. We want to say tonight, Lord, that as this holiday comes actually tomorrow, Lord, Martin Luther King Jr. and... His holiday, the data that we observed for Martin Luther King, Jr. Lord, we need to know what the truth is about this man. But what's more important, Lord, why are we celebrating his birth? Why do we observe this as a holiday? And Lord, should we be worshiping a man? Are you Jesus? Have we taken this holiday, Lord, so far that we virtually worship this man? Or, Lord, are we just remembering to observe someone's birth and what he did? Heavenly Father, help us as Christians to, to observe this. I'm not a, a saying that we should, Lord, not observe holidays, but, Lord, I'm saying that we need to keep you as the focus all year Lord and as we come into this holiday Lord help us to realize what the real truth is and if our celebrations go outside of your word Lord then that we need to do what it takes to get them back in line because Lord you got to be first because as the day is approaching and the night is approaching Lord and and, 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 and the day grows long, and the rapture is just right at the doors, Lord. We need to be found watching and waiting, Lord. Lord, we I don't want to be found not at my post. The watchman is supposed to be at his post. And Lord, help us to be at the door's post waiting on your glorious return. So, Lord, help us tonight as we get ready to understand your word as to what it really says. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want to read our scripture together, James chapter 2, and let's see what the word of God has to say about this particular subject. James chapter 2, and what does the Word of God have to say? Well, let's find out what it does have to say.
1: My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you, and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that hath shewed no mercy. And mercy rejoiceth against judgment." Thou hast faith, and I have works. Shew me thy faith without thy works, and I will shew thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works, when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar?' Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers, and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also.
0: Amen. All right. Got us some good meat tonight. And anybody that ain't got their steak knife out for some spiritual steak, you came to the wrong place. You want milk? Go back to some of them dead liberal preachers, but we're going to stake tonight, amen. Spiritual stake that is not a, not the real deal, not the real real stakes. I mean, I ain't got money for no t-bones. This preacher ain't rich, but hey, let me tell you right now. But but spiritually, well, spiritually it's a whole different story. Let's see, my daddy's a king, so I got I'm a king's kid. I got I got more than all I need, amen, amen. Hey. With the Bible says, uh, having uh, food and clothing, therewith I should be content. Amen. Some people are so busy worried about what they ain't got, when they ought to be thanking God for what they got. Amen. They complain that they don't see very good, but that'll uh, thank God that they do got some vision. There's guys like Tony Guy and Gloria Massey ain't seen the sunlight in their whole life from the day they were born. They'd be happy to see it just once. Amen? And that's like me. I've got two good legs, but I know Danny Miller right here. Yeah, I know right now he'd be happy to have my legs. He'd be happy to have my good balance on that snow and ice to get out there in the snow. But no, he has to go to church by phone tonight because he, he's afraid to get out there on that ice and snow. Amen. Amen. And Ruthie seconds the motion. See, that's what I mean. So thank God for what you got. Because there's some folks who, who've got it worse than you. And and trust me, they'd be thanking God to have what you got. Some folks got a nice, big, fancy house and They can't even thank God for what they got. All they want is more. Something wrong with that picture. Amen. But that ain't my topic tonight. My subject tonight is Martin Luther. What did he stand for? Well, let's find out a little bit about him and then ask ourselves the most important question Was he preaching a true gospel? by his life, and what was his message, and why are we celebrating his birth? Why are we celebrating this holiday, and is it for a biblical reason, and should we be observing it at all? And if we do, how should we observe it? Amen. All right, Ruthie's going to read this for us about old Martin Luther here.
2: Martin Luther King's birthday, January 15th. A day marked increasingly in many areas of the country is Martin Luther King's birthday. Following Dr. King's assassination in Memphis on April 4, 1968, observances were almost equally divided between the anniversary of his birth and that of his death. Gradually, however, the former seems to be emerging as the primary day of commemoration and rededication to the goal of equal rights for all Americans. Several governors and mayors have proclaimed Martin Luther King Memorial Day in their states and cities, although efforts to make January 15th a national holiday have as yet been unsuccessful. In New York City, all public and most parochial schools have closed on January 15th for the past four years and the day is expected to become a permanent holiday. Students at the City University of New York have had a permanent holiday on January 15th since it was designated Human Rights Day in 1970 Other cities whose schools close include Philadelphia, Baltimore, Kansas City, New Haven, and Berkeley. In Washington, D.C., schools close for half a day. Many schools present special programs and assemblies. Most businesses are open on Martin Luther King's birthday, but some companies permit employees to take the day from their vacation time they wish or to include it as one of the several optional holidays. Federal civil service workers are allowed the day off as normal leave. Generally, the day is observed with memorial services, lectures, concerts, and exhibits which serve to remind Americans of the dedicated efforts of the eloquent leader in the field of human rights, efforts which earned him the 1964 Nobel Prize for Peace. And also my own personal note on him. Um, actually, he was a Baptist minister. I actually know that for a fact. Thank you,
0: Ruthie. And yes, for a fact, though, we did do some study more on that, Danny. Um, He was a Baptist minister and not a pagan, as somebody tries to portray him. That's because, to them, if they ain't doing exactly like they think you ought to do, and worship the way they say worship, you're a demon and a devil and a pagan altogether. Amen! I know somebody else who thinks that everybody is schizophrenic but them. Amen. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Martin Luther. Now, what does it say his holiday was all about? Human rights. What was what was the primary message of Martin Luther King Jr.? Human rights for all Americans. Human rights for all Americans. Thank you, Danny. But also... Everybody remembers Martin Luther for this statement. I have a dream. That was his message. It was not... His message wasn't, look, I'm a Baptist preacher. His message wasn't, uh, come and worship Joseph Smith or uh, Charles Taz Russell. Or any of the rest of it. he was saying, look, boys and girls, wake up. It's not right that you treat somebody who has a different skin color than you any different than yourself. That's what Martin Luther King's message was. Well, the last time I checked, go ask any physician. They'll verify this. When a black person gets cut, uh, uh, when they go to do surgery on a black person, all the internal organs are exactly the same. They're the same color, shape, size. As a white man's, as an Indian, on the inside, we are all the same. Doesn't matter whether you're Indian, Chinese, Japanese, Spanish, uh, Portuguese, African American. It don't matter. Y'all the same on the inside. Now let's cut it down to what the Bible says. The Bible says, For we are all made of but one blood. Now, what blood would that be? Corruptible blood. For as by one man, this is to quote Romans, one man, sin entered into the world. And so death by sin, for all have sinned. But it goes on to give us some real good news. But by one man's obedience. All were made righteous. Woohoo, glory. Yeah, man. See, it's not what's on the outside that's important, it's what's on the inside. We get so hung up on the outward appearance. What did Solomon say? Man looks on thee outward appearance but where does God look he looks at how good you look right oh uh, Danny no 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 Danny he looks at your suit and makes sure it's not wrinkled when you go to witness <laughs> come on now he he, come on Danny he, he's sniffing your armpits to make sure you're okay to get into glory gates you know He's got St. Peter sniffing armpits at the gates. Or he's looking on the ladies how big their hats are. Uh Uh-uh. I'm sorry, God's got more important things to do and more important things for St. Peter to be doing than sniffing armpits and looking how good your suit is and how big your hat is. And he ain't going to have a space up in heaven for this group the, the had the black folk over in this corner so they could have their little meetings and had the Baptists over here and the Pentecostals. No, wait a minute. There's only one kind of people going to be in heaven. They're going to be saved folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There ain't going to be no rich up there, no poor. we all going to be the king's kids. We're all going to be equal. So why can't we practice that message down here? Martin Luther King had that thing right. Notice the word? Equal rights. Equal, meaning that we all are human. Yes, the Bible teaches that a woman should be in subjection under her husband. But excuse me, that does not mean that the husband carries a big old club and is over there beating on his wife's head every time he gets a chance. Hello? Hello? I was asked a, a series of questions during an interview about our singing ministry. Well, who's the leader of your group? God. God. Even though humanly I am the man, but that doesn't make me carry a big club and say you're going to sing, Ruth, you will sing what I want to sing, no matter whether you like to sing it or not. No, we are a group. That means she has just as much right to say, I feel led to sing this song as I do. If we are going to a church and they say, well, we, we're not worried about you wearing your angel outfit, so we decide to wear regular clothes, she has just as much right to say, Kenny, I'd like to wear blue and black as I've got the right to say, Ruth, I want to wear red and black. Okay? She has just as much right. To have an opinion. And that's what marriage is all about. She's a help meet. She's not a competer. She's a completer. And when man realizes when a man realizes when he's got a wife that his wife is a completer and not a competer, that cuts down a lot of arguments right there. Amen? And then, we got Martin Luther King. He was saying the same thing. Look, but unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, no matter how much Martin Luther King did, we still got the problem. His, yes, black children, yes, can go to school alongside us white children. But the problem is, isn't the fact that they're there. It's what we do with them once they get out. The blacks resent us because of slavery, so they treat us like dogs. You go in their church, they look upon the whites as an intruder, and the whites look upon black people in their churches like intruders. Well, excuse me, I find a problem with that. Right from the text we read earlier. He said, if a man comes in your church with a wealthy looking clothes and you say, sit over here in a nice, the best seat in the house, the most padded pew, but you see the poor person walk in with ripped up clothing that they can't even afford to have sewn, they can't even afford a spool of thread, which is about a dollar, So you treat them like a dog and you say, well, you stand up in that back corner over there. Or better yet, here, why don't you sit under my feet and you can sniff my dirty feet that I haven't washed in eight years. Uh Uh-huh. That's what we want to do with you. Excuse me, that ain't my Bible. My Bible does not tell me you were supposed to treat the rich any better than the poor. It doesn't say you're supposed to treat the black man any better than the white man. It doesn't matter who walks that through that door right now, if someone walked through that door to this church service, I don't care if they're rich or poor, thank God I'm a blind preacher. Thank God I'm a blind preacher. I don't have to look at your outward appearance. I could love you no matter whether you're a man or a woman. I could love you whether you're a boy or a girl. If you're black, green, blue, purple, or pink, I could still love you with the same love no matter who you are. And thank God I can't see because then I won't know how ritzy your clothes are. I'm not going to treat anybody any better just because they got a ritzy looking suit. Thank God I can't see. Amen. You know, thank God I don't see that good. Now, thank God that He's given me some of my vision back. And hey, I'm almost able to read my large print Bible and everything, but still, that doesn't mean I'm looking at your clothes. Amen. But He said uh, there, He said, look, James, he said, it's wrong. It's wrong. And it goes on to say it's sin. So I want to go through our Scripture tonight. I'm going to preach this chapter out of James chapter 2 because I believe if Martin Luther was around right now, he'd be preaching the same message just as loud and hard as he could because he knows this was his message. This is his sermon, buddy. This would have been Martin Luther's sermon if he was here. Don't throw me on the back of the bus just because I look different than you. You ain't got no right doing that mess. He'd be saying, look, it ain't right just because you got a different skin color. Get a life.
1: Okay, James 2. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons.
0: Now, he says, now, wait a minute. Think about it. You have the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to bring something up to you about this respecting of persons. In respect to persons. When you have a respect to the persons. Has not your faith taught you something about this already? You should be listening to what God has got to say. There's something going on here. Pay attention, y'all.
1: For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool, are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Ouchie.
0: You see that big ouchie? He says, wait a minute, when you do this stuff, aren't you actually partial in yourselves? And you notice what it goes on to say? He didn't say these were nice thoughts. He said, aren't you actually entertaining evil thoughts? Now, where do evil thoughts come from? I'll give you a hint. He doesn't live in heaven. Yeah, his name is Satan. That's where it comes from. Woo. The old devil, slew foot, you listening to him. So if you listen to Slewfoot, you ain't listening to Jesus. Amen.
1: Hearken, my beloved brethren.
0: Now hearken, that means, hey, wake up and listen.
1: Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, Hasn't God chosen the poor?
0: Ooh, the rich folks don't like this sermon. Oh, well, i got to find all the rich preachers send them this one. Hasn't God chosen the poor? The poor of this world. That means monetarily. Hello, preachers with you, healthy, wealthy. Hasn't God chosen the poor of this world? But you notice what he says about us, Ruth? When you're poor, he says, Chosen to poor of this world as
1: and heirs of the kingdom, which
0: poor, rich in faith, and uh, are heirs of the kingdom.
1: <whistles> I like that. She hath promised to them that love him.
0: Now, you see, it. let me get back here to where I was,
1: all right? And heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him, yeah, but, but ye have despised the poor. See, heirs of the kingdom that
0: love him. But he says, but you've despised. Despise. Danny, you have any clue what that means to despise the poor? That means you hate them. Yeah, it was. That's right. It means you'd love to just kick them out of your church physically, push them out. But you know what? You know what the church has gotten done, Danny? They got so dirty and smart and sneaky, they literally, they don't push you out physically or kick you. They just do it emotionally enough to where you want to leave. And then you know what they got the guts to go further and say? Well, they were never saved in the first place. They're in for a surprise when I'm standing at the pearly gates, waiting for them to walk through that door, and ain't they? They're going to get a shock. They, I'll say, "Hey, boys, yo, shouting preachers up here! And if you can't handle it, you better go hightail it to the other side, because I'm going to preach it anyway. Glory." <laughs> Oh, glory, because if you get to the other side, you're still going to hear me. I'm going to be saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Yeah. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me.
1: Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Now, isn't
0: that an awful interesting question? Hello, rich folks. There's always someone richer than you, and guess what they're doing? They're looking for a way to take you to court. Someone richer than you is looking to take you to court. Take your money. Well, duh. Then why are you treating those under you like that? Bible says, as ye would that men should do to you. Do ye even to them likewise. For this is, 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 is the law and the prophets. It's Matthew 7, 12. If you all want to make sure that's Bible, go check it out. Matthew seven twelve. See, think about that. He said, hey, if you want, you ought to be treating folks the way you want them to treat you, otherwise close your pie hole. Now think about that. Jesus didn't say, as you want others to treat you, let them do it to you, and then you do it to them. No, he says, as you want others to do to you, you do it to them first. You better do the doing. They'll reciprocate in kind, and if they don't, leave them to God. If they get mad because you're trying to treat them with love, let them get glad again. Because all you could do is love them. And if they don't like it, and they get all upset and say you hurt their feelings, let them get over it. Amen. Because we're going to preach it true anyway. I, like old, I think old Martin Luther would love this message tonight.
1: Amen. Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called?
0: Now think about that. He says those rich folks that love to take you to jail, don't they actually blaspheme the name of God, the very name that you love and adore? Don't they blaspheme it? Why? Because they're so rich they don't care about God. So you ought to uh, leave them folks alone. Quit treating other folk like that.
1: Amen. If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. Ow!
0: Ow! Ow! Ouch! Ow, 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 ow. That's a big-time ouchie. You see that? Wait. If you have respect to persons, he says, look, if you love your neighbor as yourself, that's only going half the distance. You notice that, Danny, in that verse? You notice that, Ruthie? You're only going half of the distance. Just to love your neighbor as yourself is okay. That's what he's saying. That's okay. But, if you have still respect to persons, you're not loving all of your neighbor. If you say you love your neighbor, you do well, just well. Not super good, just well. But he says, but if you have respect to persons, you are in sin and you're a transgressor of the law why because you're not treating your neighbor as yourself you're not loving your neighbor as yourself so you're actually going against the commandment because the whole commandment was to love your neighbor who was your neighbor well that Samaritan man that came by to the guy who fell amongst thieves he when he came by now remember who first came by First, The old priest came by. The high priest, he came by. That would be the big time pastor. Came by. Looked. He loved that man so much that he didn't forget looking at him. He saw him and he walked across the street, Danny. Across the street to get away from him. He saw him and walked across the street and kept on going. Second guy, the deacon. That'd be the Levite. The deacon. With his little attaché case going over behind the preacher, see, because he's going to tell the preacher how to run the church, see. So he's got a little attaché case and he's going down the road. And he says... He's seen him. He stayed on the same side of the street. He looked upon the guy and just kept right on going. But finally, a Samaritan. He wasn't even a pastor or a deacon. In fact, he wasn't even a church member. Samaritan were folks outside of God's fold. That Samaritan man didn't just say, oh, well, ha, ha, you got your just dessert. No. That Samaritan walked over, picked that man up, gave him first aid, took him to a hotel, and then paid the bill and said, you take care of him, and if he has to stay longer to get healed, I'll pay you back whatever it takes to get this man Fully recovered. Hello, preachers, deacons, and people. Why can't we do that in the church? We, we don't want to. We'd rather watch that man suffer than go over there and give him a hand. You'd rather let a lost person... I'm sorry to say, but I found more lost people will help you than people in the church. And that's sorry to say. I found more lost people that would care more about helping you out in a bind than someone who knows Jesus. There's something wrong with that picture. That's right. Thank you, Danny. Shamey, shamey, big time shamey. Woo! That's some hellfire preaching tonight. I told you all you better have your steak
1: knife ready. I
0: warned you. <laughs> Amen.
1: For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Uh-oh. Well, if you don't if you have respect to persons
0: that's not loving your neighbor as yourself, is that not one of the law? Well, then I don't care if you keep the sabbath day SDAs I don't care if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, Catholics. I don't care if you speak with tongues and, 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 and you honor your parents, Pentecostals. I don't care if you never do covet what your neighbor has. But all you got to do is let a poor person walk in your church, and if you treat him like a dog, you broke the whole law. The whole thing. The whole thing. That is sad. So when you offend in that one point, you're guilty of all. Well, thank God for one thing. We're not saved by law. We're saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Yeah. Ephesians 2.8 and 9 says that too plainly, buddy. You don't have to get your way in. Titus 3.5 makes it even more plain. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. Hello, Catholics! JFWs and Mormons. Not by works. Of righteousness. Those good little deeds that you do. Hello, uh, the Catholic nuns. You could do all that mess you want to do. All those good little deeds you want to do. You could help all the little old ladies in their flower garden all you want. But the Bible says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. He saved us. Not you, Not your dirty, rotten buzzard self! He saved us. See, all it takes is one time to offend in the whole law. And you're guilty of all. You're guilty of the whole stinking, rotten mess. As it says near the end of this chapter, which... I'd love to keep preaching. But sometimes the Lord tells you when to shut up. You know what I mean? And I feel right now that the Lord is saying, Tina, I mean, you, hey, time to take it instead of going verse by verse here. Take off from there, buddy. That's what I'm going to do. Faith without works is dead. Oh, do the Pentecostals love that verse or what? Well, did you check out the rest of what he was saying? He said in James chapter 2 what he was in reference to when he said if you see somebody who is poor and destitute and has no clothing and yet you tell him, look, be clothed and be fed and you don't give him what he needs for his body, what good did it do him? That's like you folks saying, well... I hear that you're a gospel singer. I go up to him, Danny, I've had this a million times happen. Ruth will tell you. You know, we got a ministry f- uh, for the blind, and we got a ministry that we sing. All we'd like to do is come by and sing and just show our ministry. We're not asking them for anything, are we? No. You know what their first excuse is? I said excuse, and I'm not afraid to say it. Who will we'll pray for you. That is the biggest, dirtiest, rotten excuse that you've ever heard. i pray for you. Well, boys, God already prayed about it, and you, I already prayed about it. What is there to pray about? When somebody comes to your door and says, I'm hungry, and you can see their skin and bone, and you can see their clothes are dirty, what does it take for you to pray about? What is there to pray about uh, to give that man a sandwich out of your own cupboard? Hey, a PB&J, come on. Yeah. And if you're afraid to have him in your house, sit him on the porch. You don't need to take him, bring him in your door if you're afraid he might steal something. But you shouldn't refuse him or I'll pray about it. You hypocrite. Dirty, rotten dog. Oh, we're out doing a sign ministry, y'all. You know, we're busting our neck with 60 signs. You go up to these preachers. We're busting our neck with 60 signs. You got one in the yard. Maybe you might like to have us for a program or something to at least try to raise some support. I'll pray about it. I'll pray about it. Sure. Well, if I prayed in one hand and took a dump in the other with your excuse of prayer, let me tell you something, buddy. I would get. I know which one would take get full faster. Is your prayer sure enough ain't supporting us? If anything, that's why the ministry's about to close down because they ain't got enough sense to s- say, look. I got more to do than just pray about it. Danny, can you imagine one week ago we called. One week ago we called telling all the churches that that are decent supposed to be soul winning churches in this town about our ministry and about the signs. A week ago we haven't heard one word from nobody. And one of them, oh, we'll look into it. And they still haven't heard nothing back yet. Not one Not one peep, not one word. Pray about it. The Bible says, look, faith without works. Well, you're going to say, well, in order to be saved, Pentecostals, you're going to say, well, then you've got to do some good works in order to get saved to show your faith. No, here's how it goes. You have to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Your works is you get off your standing position, you get on your knees, and you ask Jesus to save you, and He does the rest. That's your works. Your works is a step out from behind your pew. Walk down to the front and get on your face and pray. That's your works. Jesus does the rest. Your works is to open your mouth. Use your jaw muscle. For the Bible says, For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. you got to talk verbally. And shalt believe in your heart. That God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hello? You can't get saved without doing some work. Yes, faith without works is dead Pentecostal. But you better understand what works we're talking about. Jesus does the saving. He already did the work. All you got to do is grab it. Hey, you like your stab it, grab it, name it, and claim it? Well, why don't you name salvation and claim it in Jesus? and Jesus alone. You want to stab it and grab it? Well, why don't you stab into the salvation that Jesus already put on the cross and grab that sucker up close to you? Why do you got to have yourself Quit your smoking. Quit your drinking. Quit your cussing. None of it died on the cross for me. Only Jesus did. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God I don't have to do nothing fancy to get saved. Thank God the only thing i got to do to be saved is... Bow my knee in honest contrition and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a dirty old rotten sinner. I don't deserve to be saved. I don't deserve nothing but the flames and pits of hell. But, but Lord Jesus, You promised that if I would just bow my knee and confess You as Lord Lord, You said You'd take me as Your own and You would save me. Lord, would You do it? Why, well, hallelujah, I'm glad it's so easy. But uh, let me tell you something else too. Just because it is easy and it is paid for, it isn't cheap. After you get saved, you got to do something. See, this, is, this chapter is talking about after you get saved, boys after you're saved. James chapter 2 is not for those who are lost. That's the problem with the Pentecostals. They're talking to people who are lost and saying you got to work your way to heaven. No. In order to get at order to get saved, you only got to accept Jesus, but after you get saved, you got a job. Hello. Got to help you quit smoking, but you got to take the cigarette out of your hand first. God ain't going to take the pack of cigarettes out of your pocket. You got to do it. God ain't going to reach down there and uh, pull your hand off the refrigerator while you're reaching for a can of booze. You got to take that stuff and pour it down the drain and get you some coffee. Uh, Of course, the Mormons wouldn't like that, but that's all right. Mormons wouldn't like it, you drinking coffee, but get your hands out the booze bottle. No, that stuff don't save you, but it sure enough shows that you are. It shows that you separated yourself out to Jesus and sold yourself out to Jesus and Jesus alone. But it won't save you, but it sure enough lets people know who you serve. And you need to choose this day who you will serve. The gods on the other side of the flood who came out of Egypt? Or are you going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus alone? But let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you something. As for me and my house, we will Serve the Lord. We ain't going to hope so. I'm not going to think so. And I don't care what anyone in the household says. As a man of this house, I say we will. I don't care what the kids think. Sorry, kids, we're not going to ask you, can we get rid of the Led Zeppelin? I'm going to be the first one in your bedroom to break it up. Hey, Mama, I'm not going to worry about you wanting to watch general adultery. I'm going to cut the cable off. Yeah, we're going to watch Jesus and Nazareth. We're going to watch Moses in the Ten Commandments. We're not going to watch that mess. We ain't going to hear about Sue why she messed with, uh, around on her husband, Bob only so Sally could get jealous and call on the phone and gossip with uh, Freddie Ann? It don't matter to me. I'm turning the mess off. Ain't got room for that in my house. Hey, if you ain't got nothing but the room for Jesus, that's all you need. And hey, let me tell you something. Jesus takes up so much room you don't need to have nothing else in there. <laughs> Amen. I mean, think about it. Jesus' pinky toe is bigger than your whole house. Amen? And if you don't believe that, go check out Isaiah chapter 40. Go check it out. He says that he takes and he measures out the universe with the span of his hand. Now let's see. Danny, last time I checked, the universe is what? Billions and billions and billions of light years, they say, across. And a light year is the speed at which light travels in one year. Well, light travels at over 200,000 miles a second. So how many miles would it travel in a year? That's a long distance, boys. And they say it's billions of light years across the universe... But God said He spans the universe with His hand. How big is God? <whistles> I said the universe is but an itty-bitty specking God. Hey, you know what, Danny? Although we have come up with what they say, they're trying to invent something that'll come up to light speed, right? Well, I know something that's close, boys, if we only could figure a way to hook on to it. You know what that is, Danny? We got one thing that it goes almost the speed of light already. I can say it in one word. Gossip. Amen. And it's wicked. But only if we could hook up a motor hook up a a generator to that and hook it onto a spacecraft, man, buddy. We could explore the universe. ah glory that there's a sermon in itself i better stop because i went from preaching to meddling now <laughs> that's what i did but hey i ain't got time for that i ain't got time on my phone for gossip hey anybody that's on the phone for more than 15 minutes that they ain't talking about jesus hang up it's gossip uh, amen yeah, I, I, that that goes for men too that ain't just for the women sometimes men get up preach on gossip first thing they talk about oh that's the women Well, no. You dirty, rotten man. You're just as rotten and wicked. Amen? If you're on that phone talking more than 15 minutes and and God hasn't come into the conversation once, hang up that phone. Because it's gossip. Amen? All right, then. So, what we're going to do... Hallelujah. What a message. Lord Jesus... I want to ask you right now, Lord, to bless us, Lord. Lord, observe in Martin Luther King, if we only could just remember, Lord, to observe him. By remembering that his message was in line with yours, Lord. That's why we celebrate his holiday. There's nothing wrong with remembering what Martin Luther King stood for. But, Lord, he stood for that because he stood for you. You know, Lord, that although, Lord, we got the quote right here in a book that he is a Baptist minister, Lord, that ain't so important as knowing the fact that, Lord, where he stood, by his life, what he spoke on, Lord, that tells us where he stood. His message, he wasn't trying to emphasize the church. He is trying to emphasize the fact of what you said all along that we should have brotherly love. You told us, Lord, by this all men shall know you're my disciples because you have love one for another. Lord Jesus, you know what we should be doing. This should be a time, Lord, of reminding ourselves to love our neighbor as ourself, as Your Word said. So, Lord, as this invitation is given and the song is played, Lord, as we remember His message, Martin Luther King's message, which comes, may come in a different type of format, but, Lord, it meant the same thing as what Your Word just said tonight in James chapter 2, Lord, that we should love all men whether they be disabled, blind, deaf, sighted, hearing. Lord, whether they could walk or in a wheelchair, Lord. Whether, Lord, they're rich or poor. Whether they got good-looking suits or they ain't got no suit at all. Lord, our job is to love them anyway. So, Lord, tonight, would you just tonight, Lord... Open our hearts, Lord, that we would show the same kind of love that You show to us, Lord Jesus. You loved us so much that You died on an old rugged cross, Lord. You showed us, Lord, that You loved us so much that You were willing to give Your life, Your very life for us, Lord Jesus. You didn't hesitate, Lord, that when it was time, you didn't say, well, forget those folks because they're a bunch of sinners. You said, Father, I want to go because I love them. And because, Lord, they need a Savior. Lord, now as we go into this invitation, Lord, and as we play this song, Lord, would you just right now Help us, Lord, to surrender to that goal of loving one another. Help us, Lord, to love one another as you loved us. And you loved us enough to die for us. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen.